The Old Testament reading for Akuli is from the book of the Exodus, the eighth chapter. So the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land so that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Now the magicians so worked with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice on man and beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, just as the Lord had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. Then say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants, on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. This is the word of the Lord. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. The epistle is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but you are light, in, in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. And he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. So it was, when the demon had gone out, that the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. 
Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. And it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. But he said, More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Lord of our life and God of our salvation, star of your night and hope of every nation, 
Hear and receive your church's supplication, Lord God Almighty. See round your ark the hungry billows curling, See how your foes their banners are unfurling, And with great spite their fiery darts are hurling, O Lord, preserve us. Lord, be our light when worldly darkness veils us. Lord, be our shield when earthly armor fails us. And in the day when hell itself assails us, Grant us your peace, Lord. Peace in our hearts where sinful thoughts are raging. Peace in your church, our troubled souls are swaging. Peace when the world is endless war is waging. Peace in your heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. This is the word of the Lord. Beelzebub is hideously derogatory. Perhaps you know this name as just another alias of Satan, the great deceiver, the devil. That it is. Yet it is also much more. Why is it that the plagues of flies are connected to the account of Jesus performing an exorcism among those who yet refuse to believe him? The only obvious point of connection between these two accounts is Beelzebub. You are certainly correct if you assume that it is another name for Satan, but it is not a nickname here used casually. Names have meaning, and this one is no different. Literally translated, it means the Lord of the Flies. To dwell outside Jerusalem in Gehenna, outside of the holy city, outside of the presence of God, is to dwell in the places of decay, where refuse is burned, 
and where the flies congregate. Here the land is corrupted because of the swarms of flies. To be Beelzebub is to be Lord of these flies, the Lord of the creatures who feast on death and decay, and the Lord of all who reside outside the city of God. To reside there is to suffer for eternity a plague of flies, which is not so much about the annoying insects as much as it is about being apart from God and being on the wrong side of him. That is the purpose of the plagues, certainly to show that God has power over the many facets of creation, but also to provide a fearful warning about what life in separation from him is like. Jesus is the Lord of the flies, as he is Lord of all the beasts of the field, birds of the air, fish of the sea, and of all creation. But he is not the one who bears the title Lord of the Flies, Beelzebub, for that title means nothing more than the chief sinner who has led many into the outer darkness. It is hideously derogatory to apply it to Christ in any sense. There is a strong man, fully armed, who guards his palace. This is not a reference to Christ, but to Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies. He guards the hearts of those whom he has tempted, that they may become desensitized and full of lustful cravings for the unholy. He guards the minds of those whom he has swayed, that they may claim superiority over those who trust in God and assure confidence in lack of faith. He guards the flesh of those who are the children of his first victims, that in such flesh vices, desires, wants, and pleasures would be encouraged and would become irresistible. He guards those dead in sin, that they would remain the rotting, decaying, massa damnata, damnable collective that they are, apart from Christ. He guards the tombs wherein his subjects slumber in nightmarish sleep, that they might never be awakened or removed from their hellish graves in Gehenna. Jesus tells no falsehoods. He says, he who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. Theology is not always black and white, but here it is. You are either dead in your trespasses and sins and a subject of the Lord of the flies, or you are dead too your trespasses and sins, and a subject of the Lord of all. This reality is confessed in the baptismal liturgy. The Word of God teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. 
we would be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. He who dwells not in the house of the Lord dwells instead in the house of Beelzebub. That house is not divided against itself, for it strives united with a singular purpose. The strong man guards his house well and is unwilling to relinquish that which he possesses. That the house of Beelzebub is undivided in its endeavors preaches much. For Christ certainly cannot be Beelzebub, or even of the house of Beelzebub, if it is that he casts out demons. What good does it do the house of death for one to enter in with life? What good does it do that house of bondage for one to come and offer freedom? What good does it do that the Lord of the flies is beaten, that the Lord of all comes to lay claim to those under the power of Beelzebub? Certainly a house divided in such manner is unable to stand, unable to flourish, and indeed unable to survive. Jesus cannot be in league with Beelzebub. As Beelzebub is the strong man of Jesus' example, so then is Jesus the stronger than he. Jesus is the man stronger than Beelzebub, who enters into the strongly guarded hearts of the tempted and breaks them open in repentance. Jesus is the man stronger than he who penetrates the minds of those ensnared and bids them think upon holy things. Jesus is the man stronger than he who penetrates from heaven the flesh of man, who destroys the allure of fleshly wants and who replaces it with the reality of things heavenly. Jesus is the man stronger than he who makes those dead in sin alive in his own blood and righteousness. Jesus is the man stronger than Beelzebub, stronger than death, who enters into the strongly guarded house of death and awakens his people from their nightmare into eternal bliss. We housed us in this house of doom, where death had royal scope and room, until thy servant, Prince of Peace, breached all its walls for our release. Thou camest to our hall of death, O Christ, to breathe our poisoned air, to drink for us the dark despair that strangled our reluctant breath. How beautiful the feet that trod the road that leads us back to God. How beautiful the feet that ran to bring the great good news to man. There can be no Beelzebub in the house of God. There can be no Lord of the flies in the land of Goshen, the land set apart for God's people. There can be no death, no decay, no stink of rot or burning refuse in the promised land of the eternal Passover. This the Lord has promised. I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. 
in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. The Lord of the flies is no true Lord. And the strong man has met his match in one stronger than he. His armor has been stripped away and thrown into the smelter. His weapons have been made blunt and ineffective. His strength has been reduced to naught. The Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the world, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Therefore depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Know then and embrace your life of warfare, dear Christian. See how your foes, their banners are unfurling, and with great spite their fiery darts are hurling. Discipline and mortify your flesh. Surrender all, even the world, honor, and possessions. Return to your baptism in repentance and in contrition. Confess your sins and call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive his precious body and blood. For here is Jesus in his church, ready to cast the devil out of you again and again by the finger of God in the forgiveness of your sins. Here he stands ready to drive you back to your baptism, to forgive your sins and to feed you. Here is Jesus for you. You will and you must struggle against sin and the lusts of your flesh, and even against the wiles of the Lord of the flies, Beelzebub. He desires you still and desires for you to be nothing more than another fly upon the dung heap of which he is Lord. Know as well that your struggle is not hopeless. You are in Jesus Christ. Though Satan still tempts you, seeking to deceive and to mislead you, Jesus continues to beat him down under your feet. He cannot and he will not have you. For one stronger than he has broken in, overcome him, and divided the spoils. O Lord, preserve us. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Holy Church of God, for faithful bishops and pastors, for the pure preaching of the gospel, for devout and faithful Christians, and for the preservation of faith and doctrine, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all sin, error, evil, 
discord and strife, for the help of God in all trial and tribulation, for the ministration of angels and for the preservation of souls. Let us pray to the Lord. For Christian households, for all Christian marriages, and for all who seek to enter that blessed estate, for an increase in piety and devotion, and for the right education of the youth, let us pray to the Lord. For the fruits of penitence, for encouragement in the good works of faith, for sincere charity and love, for faithful tithes and alms, for love and compassion, and for the fervent desire to receive the gifts of God in his house, let us pray to the Lord. For good government and faithful rulers, for wisdom and integrity, for honesty, civility, and love, for the defense of the innocent and the punishment of the wicked, for preservation from all discord, and for the concord and peace of all, let us pray to the Lord. For all who suffer harm at the hands of evil men, for all the persecuted and martyrs of the faith, for all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, for the sick and distressed, for those who suffer from disease and infection, for those to whom death draws near, and for all who mourn, let us pray to the Lord. For all enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, for true repentance and right forgiveness, and that the Lord would raise all who fall, strengthen all who stand, and comfort and help the weak-hearted and distressed, let us pray to the Lord. Hear our prayer, O Lord, and listen to our groanings, for we acknowledge our iniquities and lay open our sins before you. Against you, O God, have we sinned, and so to you do we make our confession and implore your forgiveness. Turn your face again, O Lord, upon your servants, whom you have redeemed with your own blood. Spare us, pardon our sins, receive our petitions, and be pleased to extend to us your loving kindness and mercy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 